start it off. I want to start off with this. How do you like your Bill Paxton? <laughs> I like mine. I like mine sleazy. Sleazy Bill? I like mine sleazy as fuck. Then you must have loved this. Just a movie. real, oh, he's such a, I, a real grease ball. I mean, I prefer Sam Waters. What? Who's that? Uh, isn't that the guy from uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park? <laughs> what? Bill Paxton's not in Jurassic Park. I know, Park. but I like. I always like Sam Neill. That's him, Sam Neill. Oh my yeah. god, this and is I, the worst introduction to a podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> we just confused Bill Paxton for Sam Neill. No, no, no. I didn't confuse him. I just think Sam Neill's a better Bill Paxton. Sam Neill and Bill Paxton exist in different universes. John's right. Shut this down. <laughs> Producer John is like, wants to pull the plug on this, and he's 100% right to do so. Uh, I don't know. We're off the rails. It's been like 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, welcome to Bad Movies and Beer. God damn it. This is <laughs> a podcast about bad movies and good beer. Hopefully. Well, for me, all crap beer is good beer. God, <laughs> yeah. I'm Nolan, and this is uh, Cooper. Hello, and uh, we're bringing you our episode number two. This uh, we just watched Predator Two, and excited to talk to you about it today. Excited might be a strong word. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to thank everyone who tuned in uh, last week for our episode on Commando. We received a decent amount of feedback. Some good, some some not so good. I admit it was a little uneven, but you know what? It's our first episode. Give us some time. It'll it'll get better. I think it was amazing. Like maybe, all the feedback maybe, I saw was very positive. I don't know. What or maybe it won't get better. I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. <laughs> well, we'll thank find you out. at least for uh, for listening. I hope yes. you continue to tune in and give us a chance. We hope you yeah, man. enjoy these podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, I want to touch on a couple of things really quickly. So we did Commando last week, and this week we are doing Predator 2. I did see a comment that was, oh, is this going to be an action movie every single week? Let's nip this in the bud right now. It's not just going to be action movies. We have a bunch of sci-fi, horror, not anytime soon, but this was another uh, Mark from Lancaster was like, when are you guys going to watch Cats? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> oh, Mark Why Mark did they really make this a movie? Cats. Like, why did they turn a musical, which was already horrible, I, into a I've never movie. seen, I've never actually never seen the musical or the film. Either way, this is too, this one's a little too fresh, so Mark's going to have to just wait. We're going to leave it in the back burner for a while. We'll watch it eventually, but it's less than a year old. I think a lot of people had a lot to say about it. Apparently, it's a fucking dumpster fire, so <laughs> you know what? Like, we, we probably will enjoy it, or at least enjoy watching it and getting drunk, but no, no, no. That's going to be, like, later on. We'll watch it eventually. I do think there will probably be, like, another musical that shows up at some point, but it's not just going to be action movies. Everyone needs to just relax and calm down. The only reason that we are watching Predator 2 today is it came up last week in our Commando episode. I love that you said everyone needs to calm down because, I mean, after that first episode went out, we had like, I don't know, maybe a few of you who listened and we do appreciate it, but it is hilarious. I love the feedback though. Yes, it's been positive. Mark, will watch Cats eventually. You will get your cats sooner or later. So last week, Commando... It came up in conversation that my favorite movie of all time is the original Predator. Predator is my favorite movie of all time. It is. And listen, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that it's Citizen Kane. It's obviously not Citizen Kane, but it is like better than 99% of action movies. It's absolute peak Schwarzenegger. The effects are good. They actually take some time to like introduce you to the characters. The Predator is not just killing dudes like 10 minutes into the movie. It takes like 30 or 40 minutes the Predator to actually even show up and do anything. So it kind of builds some suspense. It's a great, great action movie. Unfortunately, the sequel, Predator 2, 
basically takes a giant shit all over everything that made the first one good. Instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, we get Danny Glover. Instead of a mustachioed Carl Weathers, we get Gary Busey. (laughs) Wait a minute. I love Gary Busey. Like, this man has (laughs) a phenomenal role. You didn't even know it was Gary Busey. You thought he was Nick Nolte. No, 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 no. That was producer John. Oh, that John. was producer John. I knew That's it was Gary right. Busey. Producer John thought it was Nick Nolte. No, it's not. It's the homeless man's Nick Nolte. <laughs> not just the poor man's Nick Nolte. An even worse version than a poor man's Nick Nolte. It's a homeless man's Nick Nolte. Gary Busey. I mean, listen, you can like Gary Busey. You can't sit here and tell me with a straight face that Gary Busey in anything is better than Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is amazing. I mean, I think you're downplaying Danny Glover. I think he could compete to be the best action star Ooh, you of know what? his time. Like, uh, I mean, the Lethal Weapon movies, maybe we end up watching one of those one day. Those are pretty successful. And I believe, I could be wrong with this, I think Gary Busey is in... Lethal Weapon, like one or two. It's a little Lethal Weapon reunion here. Oh. Just this time, it's in uh, Los Angeles in the year 1997. <laughs> Which is awesome because it was filmed in 1990 and they decided they would go all the way seven years in the future. They did. Now, I should, I think before we get into the the movie itself and the plot, we probably should mention the beer that we are drinking. Uh, so we are enjoying a beer from Collective Arts Brewery. We're not enjoying it yet. Let's, well, you know. I mean, we are going to enjoy it. Oh, there we go. Hey, oh. Uh, it's called Radio the Mothership. And so when we uh, watch sense, movies aliens, yeah. and, uh, and drink beer in this podcast, we try to find some thematic connection or some kind of connection between the beer and the movie. So drinking Radio the Mothership, it is an IPA with a delicious It, it says here yeah. that this is a DDH DIPA, and I do not know what any of that means. DDH is double dry hopped. Okay. And DIPA means double IPA, which means it has twice the alcohol content. All right. Well, I do like alcohol, but I do not like super hoppy beer. So I'm guessing this will probably be more in your wheelhouse than mine. Oh, this is right in my Can we go back to when we were drinking Steam Whistle last week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to enjoy this a whole lot more. All right. So we'll drink that and we'll talk about the movie. In case you did not tune in last week, we should let you know we are a spoiler-full podcast. We are going to go through the whole plot. If you don't want to hear what happens in this movie... Go watch the movie first and come back. We're going to be revealing all the ridiculous shit that happens in this terrible, terrible movie. I think what sort of makes this a challenging movie for you to watch and enjoy is we go from your favorite movie to, like, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I laugh as I see Cooper drink his first sip of this delicious brew uh, and choke it back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Collective Arts, uh, Hamilton Brewing Company, they make a lot of stuff that I love. This is, it's just not my beer. It's too hoppy. That's, uh, no, okay. So go ahead. What were you saying? (laughs) I was just saying that I think along with drinking this beer, you'll also find it challenging to look at Predator 2 in a positive way because of your feelings about Predator 1. Well, and the thing is, like, they were in negotiations with Arnold Schwarzenegger to come back and do Predator 2. He's going to have some role. There are rumors that he was going to be, instead of Gary Busey, it would be his character from Predator 1 leading the federal task force. There were also, like, he just, it, there were either he didn't agree with the script or the director or the money was wrong. No, that, yeah. You're right. I'm going okay. to constantly yeah. be thinking what could have been. Okay. This is just, it's, you know what it is in this movie is that he, he, this time it's a different kind of jungle. 
Ah, the concrete jungle. That's one of the that was one of the taglines from the movie. Was it? Okay. You want to start us out on this how, this is how the movie what starts? The movie yeah, starts. There's jungle sounds where like it's it's the the camera's moving over a jungle area, and then all of a sudden the camera pans up, and it's not a jungle at all. It's Los Angeles, the Los Angeles of the future, 1997. There's a horrible heat wave going on. Also, a massive gang war between Colombians and Jamaicans. We start with just right in the middle. We're plunked down into the action. There's two police officers caught in a crossfire. They're talking, how are they going to get these guys out of there? The crossfire, they, oh, these two officers are trapped. And all of a sudden, a car streaks into the frame here, comes flying in. And who gets out of the car? Danny Glover and his giant fucking head. <laughs> We're going there already. His head is massive. I did it's not huge. notice that his head was disproportionate to his body. Like, I had no even connection. And then you brought it up. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you missed it. Like, they, they tend to shoot him a lot from, like, the shoulders up. I think so you can't see how much smaller his body seems than his head. His head is enormous. <laughs> well, like, are you saying, like, it's like a one-third to two-third ratio here? <laughs> That's what I picture when you talk he's about not, it. It's he's, like, not, he's not a bobblehead. No, his head is just very large. Like, at one point, he's wearing a hat, and I found myself thinking, where did they find a hat? It was custom-made, for did sure. Did they have to, yeah. like, sew two hats together to, <laughs> to fit in his chair? Yeah, so Detective oh, Michael. Man. Mike, Michael, Harring- yeah, Mike, Harrington Mike Harrington comes in. Harrigan. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Him and his, he's got a giant head and an even bigger gun. That gun he had was massive. He had a trunk full of them. It was awesome. Well, that was the funny part was once he decides he's got to take action, he opens the trunk and he finds an even bigger gun. He starts with the giant gun. He pulls the trunk and he's just like too small, finds a bigger gun. It's like fucking the size of his arm and he goes out. So he runs in. He this I actually thought this was clever. They He hangs bulletproof vests over the windows like MacGyver style. So when they're shooting at him, they, they can't shoot through the glass. He pulls in in his car. He whips out his giant gun. He kills. He immediately kills like four of the dudes. And, uh, you know, all the while this is happening, we can tell that the predator is watching him. Yeah, this is sort of, I guess, the first indication of a little bit of a difference for the predator. Instead of being in the jungle hunting people down, he's sort of in this city. Like you said, it's the urban jungle. The urban jungle. I Partway through our watching, I definitely was like, why is the predator choosing who he's choosing to sort of hunt down here? Why is he watching this gang sort of battle? Why is he sitting on the sides here? Yeah, I think he's drawn to violence. And while he immediately... So so Danny Glover, uh, Mike Harrigan, kills four of the guys in this gang. The rest are all kind of holed up in a building that is just full of guns and also tons of cocaine. Yeah, they're all just like sniffing cocaine, throwing it all over their wounds, just raging out ready for this battle that's going to come to them. But uh, who pops through that ceiling? Oh, yeah. So the predator predator just jumps in here, immediately kills all of them except one. One guy makes it out. He's wildly firing his Uzis. He gets up to the roof. Danny Glover tells the dude not to raise his guns. The guy sees the unmistakable shadowy outline of the predator. Pulls his guns up. Danny Glover shoots him. He falls off the roof. Glover looks up and he sees also the predator outline, but he's not really sure. You know, he's scared of heights. We find out there's a massive heat wave. So he kind of like, did I just see that? Is it the heat? Is it the height? Like, what is it? There's a lot of foreshadowing in here, right? Like there's a lot of bills trying to sit there. You start to get, start to question what happened to all these people in the building how did they all get torn apart who yeah man glover glover and his team come in and there's just bodies at blood everywhere so much blood bodies are hanging from the ceiling they can't figure out what's going on although they have a theory 
This must be the Jamaicans. <laughs> yeah, the Jamaican voodoo, the other gang, right? Somehow a bunch of Jamaicans got in this building, murdered all these people, dragged one guy 40 feet in the air without a ladder, hung him from the ceiling and skinned him, and they all escaped without ever being spotted. Must be the Jamaicans. Yeah, I, I mean, that's obvious. Oh, man. Who shows up uh, right as they're so the, yeah. in the building? This is, where, this is yeah. I love this because this is just Danny Glover just continues the great tradition of uh, cops getting yelled at by their superior officer. Immediately, he walks out of the building. There's his like sergeant or captain or whatever just fucking starts yelling at him, tells him this is under federal jurisdiction now. Danny Glover shouldn't be in there. And the feds show up in a helicopter. They get out. How did you describe them again? They are straight up the bro army. They are wearing these collared shirts. They, <laughs> they have got like polos on. They're all yeah. blonde. It's all slick back with gel. And they're wearing aviator <laughs> sunglasses. I was like, why did the bro army just come out of the helicopter? And their commander is it's, it's fucking Gary Bruce. Gary Bruce? Yeah. Ex- well, or as, or as uh, producer John knows him, Nick Nolte. Is that Nick Nolte? <laughs> <laughs> what, his name was Key, I think, right? Oh, what was, my uh, God. Yeah. Peter Key, special Peter agent Key, Peter Keys. Special agent, yep. yeah. Special agent Peter Keys. They tell, they basically, Danny Glover gets served by his boss. He has to walk away. We cut to the police precinct where shit is out of control. They are overflowing with perps. People are yelling, screaming, swearing. But you know who's calm in the middle of all of it? Mr. Bill Paxton. This is some great Bill Paxton right here. He's fucking, he comes in hot. He's talking about playing golf. What's the quote he uses? All you gotta do is tee it hot and let it fly. Oh, well, he's fuck hitting man. on the oh, yeah. receptionist. He spends his whole movie yeah. hitting on people. He's fucking greasy as fuck. This is the Bill Paxton that I love to watch in movies. Just a fucking sleazeball. Jerry Lambert. Oh, God damn it. You know what? The true, true lies. I forget who said it. Somebody was like, is this? He's just playing the same guy he plays in True Lies. And the answer is yes. Bill Paxton has played a sleazebag in several movies. He's great at it. I don't think there was ever... He's, he's since passed on, obviously, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Is I don't that true? Think, like he's oh, gone. yeah. He's definitely dead. I don't... Sorry. I don't, no, <laughs> sorry I'm not, I'm not pleased yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I want to be clear about that. I'm not happy. I'm pretty sure dead. we had this conversation it's last time. It's quite the opposite. Still, yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh, my God. That's right. He was in Commando. No, uh, there has not been a human better at playing a sleazeball than Bill Paxton. I don't think he's great at it. I love it. I love that he's in if this movie. If there was an Oscar for sleazebagginess, he would Oh, my God. Yeah. Best supporting sleazebag in a fucking role. That's Bill Paxton all day. I love. He's the best part of this movie. He was throwing out... Hot take. Hot, best, best part, part of this movie. movie. He's throwing out some pretty harsh, pretty questionable things to the women, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's hitting on the one lady right away. Then he, goes, then he makes the mistake of going to hit on the uh, sassy lady member of uh, Danny Glover's team. Leona, I believe her name is. She was only sassy because she was the stereotypical Latina cop. She's not having it. She ends up squeezing his D&B, like squeezing it real hard. Like he, he deserved just, oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100% he did. So then anyway, Danny Glover calls him into... I'm just going to refer to Mike Harrigan as Danny Glover for the rest of like all time, always. I don't know. The whole time, it's like Danny Glover's doing this, Danny Glover's doing that. Danny Glover calls him in to meet. And as he walks into the office, just right away... God damn, is that bitch on the rag or what? <laughs> you can't say those things. <laughs> you can't say those straight things. Straight for... Like yes, she must be on her period. Any woman that would, wouldn't, any woman that wouldn't immediately fall for his sleazy pickup line must be on her period. Sleazy Bill Paxton, just the best. And his best, best part about this movie. Also, did you catch his nickname? <laughs> I agree, he is. No, not like. Wait, hang on. <laughs> not like from like a historical standpoint. I'm just saying, like he's the most entertaining part of this movie. Okay, all right. Uh, did you catch his nickname though? Uh, no. What was his nickname? His storied career from his previous precinct. 
They call him the Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they him the Lone Ranger. I did. I did remember that. And um, it was pretty awesome. It, we also, I think, called him the specialist because every time he'd be asked oh to do God. something, he would say it was his specialty. Hey, don't worry, Lieutenant. Surveillance is my specialty. Okay, then. I'll handle it. PR is my specialty. What was the last one? I don't even fucking remember. Oh. Something else. He had a million specialties. Just a fucking sleaze. I love it. We cut from sleazy Bill Paxton to a Colombian drug lord getting his just some aggressive, vigorous This girl is all over him. We heard it before we saw it. Uh, Sounded like somebody getting murdered. And then immediately, like, oh, yeah. the, Did the predator strike again? No, 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 nope. That's just the Colombian lady trying to break this guy's off. And who busts through the door to this Colombian drug lord's apartment? The Jamaicans, but for real this time. Not the hypothetical Jamaicans yeah. that caused all that trouble at the uh, gun and uh, cocaine factory. No, the Jamaicans come in. And they break up the party immediately. They hang the dude upside down. They do some voodoo stuff to him. Even though, now that I think about it, like, isn't voodoo's not a Jamaican thing? Isn't voodoo like Haiti? Isn't it a Haitian thing? We are not the people who should be probably discussing voodoo. I think it doesn't come necessarily from Haiti. I think that there are people who probably practice voodoo who would be in Jamaica. I do think the whole stereotype was absurd and ridiculous, and there's some hilarious oh, yeah. Jamaican they're, stereotypes. They're really, they lay it on thick. If you if you are Haitian or Jamaican and know the answer to where voodoo comes we from, are sorry. Hit, First hit of us all, up we on Twitter sorry. or yeah. at, at the BMP podcast. We apologize for our, our ignorance. And then, so they hang the Colombian drug yeah, lord man. Up. They stab him through the heart. Well, yeah, after their voodoo ritual. And then, and then, comes? predator attack, of course. We really get a look at the predator's weapons, and I'm not sure why. Because he's, like, invisible, but then the stuff he's holding isn't invisible. Even though it's his weapons, he's holding, like, his own spear, and it's, like, it's not invisible. And you see it, and you see him hold a gun, but then later on, he's holding the spear, and it is invisible. They're just not, they're not, they're not following the rules. Um, I don't really know. I don't feel like I'm the predator expert, but um, is is his stuff supposed to be invisible yes. while he's invisible? I can answer that for you. Yes. yes. And when he's yes, using it, it why would some of it become not invisible and others not? I think they just wanted to show us his different gadgets. Oh, he's got a, he's got a spear. That oh, so retracts. this was like Predator's Batman a, moment. He was I like guess. getting out the cool things that he. I will say that that spear was badass. It like retracted and went in and out. I at one point I wrote down and. My notes who were watching that that was one of the cooler parts of the movie was all his the spear, cool, the cool gadgets that Predator got to have. Well, then congratulations. Them making those visible worked. So it worked. on. Yeah, me. it worked on you. <laughs> oh, what a crap <laughs> shit that was. All right. So Danny Glover and his team show up and they find this giant mess. A whole bunch of oh, hold on. Blood. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. When no. they show up, when they show up to get there, are they allowed to go into this shit? No, of course not. Yeah, it's hilarious. They just keep doing that yeah. same idea. Yeah, we will He's not listen to the people who have us. Yeah, like, again, they go and the break feds, into the... Yeah. They don't care. They're, Danny yeah. Glover, he needs his answers. He's a real detective. They go in, they find the mess. They also find a survivor. It's that naked lady. She survived somehow. She says the devil came for them. And what they figure out is... We got a new plan, Tom. Oh, there is a third gang on the street in this giant... Los Angeles gang Somebody. Work. Yeah. Maybe it's a freelancer. They don't know. Anyway, Gary Busey and his team. I'm also going to refer to Special Agent Peter. He's his Gary Busey. They show up and they kick them out of there because, again, federal jurisdiction. He also threatens his life at this point, yeah. which I thought was, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Danny Glover uh, splits the team up, sends Bill Paxton to follow, see where they take the lady. He also sends Danny, one of the members of his team, to re-enter the crime scene, try and look for more clues. Danny does, but unfortunately, he gets murdered by the Predator. 
Oh, yeah, this part was rough. He goes around looking for clues. He finds some clues, but then finds the predator as well. I did have my notes here uh, related to Bill Paxton. Is that his real voice or is he throwing an accent when he's being a sleazy? I will, I will answer your question. That's his real voice. That's the voice he uses in every movie. Have is you ever that met one? Bill it's Paxton in real life? Well, no, but I've heard him on podcasts. I've listened to him on a podcast. He sounds exactly the same. So he's, he just sounds like a sleazy asshole all the time. I think he dials it up. And I also think it depends on what he's saying. I mean, I, like, I think if he was like, you know, at the grocery store and he was just like, hey, where are the oranges? It wouldn't be as bad as when he's like, you know, the vet. <laughs> I was going to give you a true lies. I was going to give you a true lies line, man. Do it, do it. The vet gets him wet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that sounds, that just inherently sounds uh, more sleazy. Yeah, it is and, way yeah. more sleazy. Okay. So we go from that scene of Danny dying and they do this weird kind of like really artsy cinematography where they have blood dripping down on this like special necklace. necklace of his. It is special. It comes They're, up later. This is sort of a foreshadowing moment and they have lots of these throughout the moment where they just kind of put in scenes to try to explain to you what's happening. Yeah, and, they occasionally hit it a little heavy. Well, over, and, over and the then they directly happening. tell you what's happening, which was important because I was having a lot of trouble at times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you did, why, I don't know why, job. Don't... you did a terrible job following this movie. <laughs> no, so Danny Glover, uh, fresh off of his friend dying and him getting yelled at by his superiors again, he vows revenge on whoever killed Danny. Then he bumps into Special Agent Peter Keyes in the hallway and he fucking claps back at him. He gets in Peter Keyes' face, and when he's done, he claps in his face. And I, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, fuck, did Danny Glover invent clapping back at people? Yes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was, it's clear. Like, the evidence is clear. He did. 1990 yeah. like tw- was the 20, start of the 28, Wait, 20? How many years? 20? 20, 30? 20? No, it would be 30, but I think... No, that, well, but yeah, the movie... I mean, radio, it's, the mothership is clearly catching up with you as you try to add or I'm trying to drink it or, as fast as possible. Uh, Listen, I'm sure that for people who like hoppy beers, they enjoy it. I am I am just like, let's get it. 8.5%. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a light double IPA, anyway, by the way. Anyway, apparently Danny Glover invents clapping back right in Gary Busey's face. Then he wants more answers, though. He goes to visit the coroner and he finds out that Danny was gutted like a fish, which we saw, and that also... Uh, the predator had left behind like part of what his weapons. One of his weapons was like a projectile, and that got lodged in the wall. Danny found it. He had it in his hand when he was dead. I'm not sure how the predator missed that and didn't take it away, but Danny Glover gets it, and then they find out through chemical analysis. I think they put it into like the world's best microscope at a coroner's office. I was really questioning what the hell was happening here. They well, got have, down to like an atomic level. You have to remember, this is set in the future. The movie's filmed in 1990, but in futuristic 1997, they have incredible crime-fighting technology. I, I agree. They also, in this period, showed the picture of the FBI truck, which was actually like a fucking TV production truck. <laughs> <laughs> Full of old-school yeah. like uh, CT monitors. They and were monitors. I saw yeah. monitors, yeah. Yeah, so that was awesome. They, um, they find out... And they, so the... The, whatever it is, whatever it's made of, is not anything found on the periodic table. Oh, she said this in the most profound way, too. It's not on the periodic table. That's a table. big twist. That's that's the first clue that maybe but, you're not just dealing with some Jamaicans. But I, I had some questions here. Aren't things in outer space also still on the periodic table? Aren't things all made of the same elements? Listen, two minutes ago, I couldn't figure out how many years it's been since 1990, <laughs> so I am not the right guy to be asking this. I was also the guy having trouble following the answer. The answer is it so, is yeah. 30. <laughs> Either way, 
something strange is happening here. Danny Glover wants to meet with the Jamaican gang leader, King Willie. Who who pulls up in the most ridiculous car you've ever King seen? King Willie's henchman. Zebra top. Uh, it's a Cadillac for sure. Smoke is just billowing out of it. King Willie will see you now. And in the car... It's just full of Jamaican stereotypes. Yeah. Just the, oh my God, terrible attempts at accent. They start talking about ganja right away. Yeah, we have, what, Rasta music. We have dreadlocks. We have everything you can think of to be a Jamaican stereotype in that vehicle. And then he meets King Willie, who, again, is a massive practicer of voodoo, which I don't think is a Jamaican thing. I really think voodoo is Haitian. Please, if you know the answer to this, tell us. Either way, King Willie thinks the predator is something that is not of this earth, a spirit from the other side. Yes, you can't see him until he comes a calling is sort of what he said. Yeah, he tells Danny Glover to prepare himself. It turns out that King Willie should have taken his own advice because after telling Danny Glover that, he immediately gets murdered by the Predator. Just immediately. <laughs> yeah, it happened quick. I, I actually wrote down the scene because it was kind of interesting. I actually thought it was... In terms of the movie, one that was kind of interesting. He jumps from the top of a rooftop into a puddle. And you see the big splash, but of course, Predator has... Okay, but I swear that happens well. twice. I swear there's a big splash, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the Predator. And then like 10 seconds later, there's another big splash, well, yeah. and I'm like, what was the first splash? Yeah, he knocked a book or a, a box or some shit down. And then he starts like stomping through, and That's as you can stupid. see, the water tends to affect his invisibility. Which also comes up later. Foreshadowing, yeah. yeah, again. So you see that happening. It was about this time where I was like, why is the Predator targeting the people that they're they're targeting i had sort of i have seen predator one but i had forgotten sort of he picks some the of the most violent around. the strongest the uh the most deadly people because he is he's a competitor predators out there he's trying to get trophies which comes in later he wants to kill the most dangerous things because that proves his value as a hunter he kills king willie i don't know why king willie with his fucking cane sword is not dangerous he cuts king willie's head off and then he like he, he, like, cleans it. He, like, cleans his skull. It was a very dramatic, like, killing. It was kind of confusing because he sort of, like, gets him, and then he's dead, and you just see his head. But his head talks when it's off of his body. No, that's the predator talking. Oh. The predator mimics the voice. How did you not uh, notice this? Jesus I, yeah, Christ. I was really struggling while I was watching God this movie. I don't know what was happening. But, yeah, I was, I was confused. I was like, how is this headless guy still talking? Oh, that's the predator. Come on, man. <laughs> Whatever. He kills, he cleans his skull. He maybe drinks his blood or like his, his brain. brain. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I don't like. know, man. It's weird. Yeah. And then he placed the head of King Willie onto a predator machine, it looked like. It, it looked like there was some machine. Yeah, if on. I didn't know better, if I didn't know for a fact that the runtime of this movie is over 100 minutes, I would have assumed this is one of those bullshit scenes they put into pad it, try and make that. Are you coming back to I'm this not, theory I say again it every, the last I, one? Yeah. I say it every episode. <laughs> A movie's got to be 90 minutes long, okay? If I didn't know better, if I didn't know it was over 100, I would have been like, oh, they're trying to get this thing up to like 87. This but movie no. is way over that. It was. That's why I'm saying. So yeah. they're clearly they're trying to communicate something, and I don't know what it was. But thanks to their diligent research, Danny Glover's team figures out that both Gary Busey, Peter Keyes, and The Predator are operating out of a slaughterhouse. Ooh. There's evidence that indicates a slaughterhouse is likely the place where the predator has been. And Bill Paxton, when he was trying to track where the lady went, lost her, air quotes, people can't see this, at the, at the, slaughterhouse. At the slaughterhouse. Why Why the slaughterhouse as a place that horror movies and action movies and dramatic now movies there's, there's to go? There's blood, there's like flesh. I think for this, it was more about the cold. They wanted to have like the, the image of like the snow and the suits and like the steam. We'll get to all that. It's coming up real soon. 
Danny Glover decides to take this moment to go honor his fallen comrade. He goes to Danny's grave and the predator is watching him. The predator is watching him the whole time. There's some, uh, there's some little kid there who's like immediately disobeys his parents running around like shooting a pretend gun. Predator sees him, almost murders the kid, realizes the gun is pretend, leaves the kid alone. You know why? Why? No sport. Uh, so this is where I started kind of figuring out and remembering that the predator only sort of hunts as sport. But who else was there at the cemetery with that like disobedient kid? The, the predator? We just said he almost killed the kid. No, but who else was there? Danny Glover? Yeah. That's how we started talking about the cemetery. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he goes there because his friend is dead. What is going on right now? I'm having trouble. Oh, I guess this uh, radio of the mothership is affecting. Uh, it's a Norman. really good beer. What is what is <laughs> what is, what is Danny Glover find boys there? Oh, he well, he finds uh, first he hears something. He senses something almost, and he starts wildly aiming. The cinematography is all over the place for this. It's ridiculous. We were all just laughing out loud. One of the worst attempts at suspense in a movie yeah. I've ever seen. He finds the necklace though. The necklace. That was like ripped off of Danny's body by the predator. And then just in case anyone watching the movie is really stupid or you know what? I mean, you know what? You weren't paying attention. So maybe it's a good thing that they were. Yeah. He just says, oh, it's Danny's necklace. I hate when they do that. I hate when movies insult the intelligence of whoever's watching it. But again, you know what? You fucking were asking like <laughs> all kinds of dumb questions. So maybe I, it's good I kind of needed it in this yeah. movie. I mean, <laughs> normally I think I'm okay in watching movies, but I was very thankful for all of the foresha- absurd and over-aggressive foreshadowing for the, all the over-explaining that happened. It was perfect. I apologize, producers of Predator. Apparently it's good that people put these things in where you just hammer us over the head with what's going on because uh, no one fucking wasn't paying attention. So good on that. Anyway, we cut to <laughs> Bill Paxton and uh, the fiery lady member of the team, Leona, on the subway, which is so strange. This whole scene is weird. Some punks like try to rob a guy, uh, but it turns out the guy has a gun, as does literally everyone on this subway. Everybody else. And you know who else is there? The fucking Predator, even though he was just at the the cemetery. At this point... I'm like, where are we? When are we? You asked, how is he moving around the city this fast? I I don't know. Was this hours later? Was this the next day? It's so confusing. It it was a pretty ridiculous scene. Um, It brought a lot of action to the movie. Like, I think it needed some of this, but it was pretty ridiculous in general. When everyone brought out their guns and then it just became a fucking Wild Wild West shoot fest with the Predator murdering everybody and then somehow it comes down to bill paxton versus the predator and because he's sort of your favorite part of this movie i'm gonna leave this to you so uh, this is not only is he my favorite part of this movie but this is also just a hilarious fucking movie trope that happens all the time he it's him and the predator he starts shooting the predator he shoots the predator like 15 times the bullets are not in any way stopping the predator but he just keeps shooting i think 15 is a pretty low estimate he must have put out there like 50 rounds that guy just was hammering the predator but my point is the predator keeps coming he just keeps doing it like dude change try something else oh he did he tried well okay what happens after he runs out of bullets he runs out of bullets and then he just he fucking reads into his pocket and what do we find a golf ball i like we're bookending this the whole way that he 
whole way that he came around. He throws the golf ball at the Predator. He lets it fly, as it were. He did. He let it fly. And that golf ball fucking killed the Predator. The movie was over. It ended. (laughs) (laughs) He hit him right in the fucking eye, and then it ended, and it was over. That's not even a little bit correct. I wish it had have ended like that. I would have laughed my ass off and walked away. It would have been great. (laughs) I wish it ended that way, too. It would have been fucking... It would have saved me about 40 minutes of this goddamn movie. Anyway, the Predator uh, kills Bill Paxton. Now, I, I will say this, and this is hard to say. Bill Paxton dies in a lot of movies. He's murdered in this movie. He dies in Aliens. He does not... Okay, there's a, there's a kind he of... He survives a, Jurassic Park. He's not... <laughs> God damn it. No, he... There's a, there's an incorrect fact that a lot of people say that he's the only guy to have been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator. He's not killed by the Terminator. He's in Terminator. The Terminator, like, beats him up, but he doesn't die. But my point is... Bill Paxton dies in a lot of movies, and because he's such a sleazebag, when he dies in movies, it's very satisfying for me. Like, I like when he dies in movies. So, like, I used to say, any movie where Bill Paxton dies, like, I'm a fan of. Anytime Bill Paxton's in a movie, I'm like, how's he going to die? I got to start getting all excited. Are you withdrawing that statement from this movie? Oh, listen, I was like, when he died in this movie, I was like, this is great. It's great. All right. But you know, now that he's dead in real life, I have a hard time. Like, I don't, I don't. I wish he was still alive playing sleaze bags in movies, so I can't quite enjoy the the moment in the same amount. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, he dies. Leona looks for his body, can't find his body. Danny Glover comes looking for his body, can't find his body, but he follows a blood trail and he gets there just in time to see the predator rip Bill Paxton's spine out of his body. Yeah, this was gruesome. Fatality. I I was like. Did Bill Paxton just rip the spine out of some random Colombian? And you were like, holy fuck, are you watching this movie? How bad are you at watching this movie? (laughs) It happened. Uh, It clearly was Bill Paxton getting his spine and head ripped off, um, which also becomes a part of the trophy wall, which was interesting. Well, but first, Danny Glover sees this, immediately chases the Predator. He wants to get Bill Paxton's spine back. Maybe he thinks he can put it back into his body and bring it back to life. <laughs> no, but he just wants vengeance. This he, is a well, man whatever. who wants he's, vengeance. That's true. He does. He chases after him. He tries to get him. But before he can get to the Predator, like the Predator, of course, returns to the slaughterhouse where they said he was hiding out. Danny Glover gets there, too. Before he can confront the Predator, he's grabbed by Peter Keyes' men. Gary Busey's men grab him. The Predator, unencumbered, scales to the top of this building, celebrates... By getting hit by lightning. Yeah, this was hilarious. You missed this. And I'm just like, why the fuck did he just get hit by lightning? And you're like, he doesn't get hit by lightning. And we rewinded it. And of course he did. Yeah, this was the one thing that I missed as opposed to the 95 <laughs> things that you missed. Well, that's fair. So um, he, he's up there celebrating. But he's holding it, the spine. He's, he's shaking his invisible. giant spear. He's shaking so, his giant spear. The lightning hits the spear. You see the lightning flowing all around him. And he's just like, he's good with it. Well, I think lightning gives him invisibility is what we figured out. Like, that's what happens, apparently, based on, on the movie, is that whenever a predator gets hit by lightning, they get to go invisible. His his suit is definitely not powered by lightning. Stop it. I believe it 100% is powered by you lightning. Don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not, <laughs> it's not correct. Okay. So, but we get into where we go from that to, like, the best part. Oh, we, like, no, we get, the ex- we, yeah. we get the exposition break now. Which really helped me. <laughs> it sure did yeah this is what you needed no it's about fucking 10 minutes where gary Busey just explains everything that's a going on b has happened since the last movie and c is about to happen in this movie he explains that they set a trap for the predator in the slaughterhouse they're gonna pump in like uv light because they think you can only see like infrared they've got these special suits which even though you were supposedly this was a section to help catch you up you still missed that part you're like why are they in the suits <laughs> 
I mean, I didn't think that Gary Busey was going to get his ass into that room. I questioned why Gary Busey was dressed in that. He suit. wants to be a part of history. He says he's, this is history. He goes it, in there. This part was really interesting. It was a long explanation, and they had some of the best science in a movie I had ever heard or seen in my entire life. It was so good. This TV truck. Well, no, no, stop. I got to stop you right there because this is not. You trying to claim this scene is good is a giant misnomer. First of all, I do like the fact that Gary Busey just like tells him in no uncertain terms they're dealing with a fucking alien. That's the exact quote. What I don't like is the part where he explains that the predator is a hunter and he's on safari. And then for no fucking reason, Gary Busey just says lions, the tigers, the bears. Oh, my. (laughs) What the fuck was that? A fucking alien, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, that part was hilarious. I love how they were using scent technology to show him on the computer screen as well. And that's In the how TV they were tracking. Truck, you mean? Yeah, they were using the TV truck with scent technology to show him. I was like, are we watching fucking Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory right now? <laughs> I was like, how did we get transported? It was really, really throwing me off, but it was funny. So we go from here though, and we head into that they, trap. They've launched the trap. You'll never believe it. The trap does not work. What? Turns out the predator can see in all different types of light. Oh, this blew me away. He went on to his crazy, like, future technology on his wrist and changed the sort of vision he yeah. had. Yeah. And the thing is, like, none of them realize this is happening. The guy who looks exactly like Bill Paxton. Bill I Paxton's it's, brother. It's Adam Baldwin, I believe, is the actor's name. No, but he's it's Bill Paxton's brother. <laughs> we looked this up, right? And <laughs> no, anyway. we, no, wait a second. It's Adam Baldwin. It's Adam. Don't try and... Don't try and conflate the facts here but he does look a lot like bill paxton maybe bill paxton came back to life in that spot oh god if only just to die again that'd be great again it it was in the movie not why would they hire bill paxton brother to be the guy who ran the truck like i don't understand he's on the headset he's he's like oh it's weird the the predator's backing up it's like he notices you guys but like danny glover realizes and he gets in the headset and he's like get out of there he can see you and gary Busey, inexplicably is just like who is this? Get off the line. Who could it possibly be? There's only one way to talk into the thing. It's in the fucking truck. You know who's in the truck. You know what Danny Clover sounds like. Michael Harrigan will not fucking God put up with this damn shit. damn it. He's I, here to save the day. Gary Busey being like, who is this? You know who it is, motherfucker. It's Danny Clover. And then he has his gear up montage. Well, while, yes. well sorry. While, yeah, I know you love a good gear up. This is incredible. For those of you, you, no one's ever heard our pilot episode uh, where we watched a movie called Deadly Eyes. There's a gear up montage and Noel fucking in his pants. He was so excited. (laughs) I also love the gear up montage. montage. The gear up montage on the beach in Commando. Yeah, that's true. That was a gear up montage in Commando. These are are my favorite action movie moments. So the Predator is just murdering all of Gary Busey's guys. And while this is happening, Danny Glover is having a gear up montage. And while this is happening, Noel is feverishly mad. Just fucking so excited about the gear up montage. <laughs> That's a little excessive. <laughs> Danny Glover, fresh off of gearing up, blows a hole in the wall with a giant grenade. He walks in and now Gary Busey yeah. seemingly gets murdered. Now it's 1v1. Danny Glover v the Predator. They're going at it, which, you know what? We talked last episode. One of my big problems, both of us had this problem. The, the fighting commando. It's Bennett against John Matrix. Schwarzenegger is fucking jacked. Bennett is like... This fat, fake Bennett, Australian. Bennett looks like you and I. 
Yeah, he's a fat fake He's not Australian. jacked yeah. up. He's not yeah. a muscular guy. And he's fighting one-on-one. He's fighting Schwarzenegger hand-to-hand. And Schwarzenegger's like struggling to defeat him. It's wildly implausible. It's laughable. That's how I felt watching old-ass Danny Glover fight the Predator. Danny Glover in this movie can barely run. There are scenes where he's running and it looks like an old man fucking shuffling along. And now he's fighting a Predator one-on-one. Schwarzenegger could barely fight a Predator one-on-one in Predator 1. Now here's old-ass Danny Glover. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you're selling Danny Glover short. He was the best action star of the entire generation. Listen, so, if he, if I mean, he, if any man could take on a predator, it's got to be Danny Glover. If he headbutted the predator with his massive fucking head, <laughs> I would believe that the predator got injured. There'd but be nothing just, left of him. He'd be in Malaga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really upset we were watching, and he put in like four shotgun shots, and the predator Glover, went down. Glover shotguns I know, him like yeah. nineteen times in the chest. It made no sense. Because, yeah, I mean... Well, yeah. I was going to say, in Predator 1, they have a fucking Gatling gun, and they Gatling on the Predator, and he's still coming, but fucking Danny Glover and his shotgun, whatever. The point yeah, is... it was garbage. He but. shotguns the Predator, Predator's down, seemingly game over. Danny Glover takes the Predator's mask off, sees his face, and yeah. in a dynamite, I do like this, the callback to Predator 1, the Schwarzenegger line, Danny Glover starts to say, you're one ugly motherfucker, but before he can finish, he gets snatched. The Predator grabs him by the throat. The Predator says motherfucker for some reason. Is he the same Predator from Predator 1? Is yes. that what we're supposed yes. to? Oh, now you know everything about Predators? I know everything about Predators. Five minutes ago, you didn't know why the guys are wearing fucking suits in the <laughs> trap set. And you're now getting, you're telling me about Predators? You're getting very upset right now with me. And and I think it's unbelievable. it has to be. That's the only assumption you can make or draw from that situation, right? So Danny Glover's about to die. All of a sudden, who saves Danny Glover? It's Gary Busey. He's somehow still alive. Half his face is burned off, but he's still going. He buys Danny Glover some time, about 10 seconds worth. And then Gary Busey gets chopped in half by this like flying disc the predator throws which by the way up until this point the effects in this movie have been pretty good but watching this disc like fly through the air with like a black outline around it because it's clearly like primitive green screen pretty fucking terrible it's horrible it goes through like 12 cow carcasses and of course because they're in the like meat locker where all of the fights happen it cuts them all in half and then they also cut in half our favorite character from the movie, Gary Busey. Bill Paxton? Oh. Yeah. And it's just so fast. Oh, yeah. Down. Yep. And then goes right back to him. It is so, so ridiculous. But then, guess what happens? Uh, it's round two. Yes. It's, Danny Glover's out there swinging still, and he starts fighting the Predator. He dodges the Predator spear in a, in a dynamic move befitting of a much, much younger man. And then he shoulder tackles the Predator off a fucking roof. We cut to it, and the Predator is still holding on to his arm. So Danny Glover has knocked the Predator off. Predator's holding him on. They're both in danger of falling. Danny Glover calls the Predator pussy face. <laughs> I wrote this down. It was just like, okay, pussy face. Has, Danny, has, has his character ever seen a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We got a spit take. Because, okay, here's the thing. While you clean yourself up. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> oh, man. This man who's afraid of heights is holding on to me. No, hang on. No, stop. <laughs> Listen. I think he means more like. I don't. Get, like, he's a pussy? 
No, his throat. Like when you see the contraction of the predator's throat, it that does not look like, like a well vagina. No, Stop it! No, well. it doesn't. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on. I mean, I think that's what he's trying to express. <laughs> if you're listen, no. If you're a female listener and you haven't immediately fucking shut this podcast down and deleted <laughs> Sorry, it, we didn't write and cancel yeah, yeah. canceled your subscription. <laughs> Please, uh, please let us know if you or any anyone know has a vagina that has fucking pincers and giant sharp teeth that looks anything like the predator's face in this movie. The predator activates the self-destruct sequence, the same one that Schwarzenegger had to run away from in Predator 1. Danny Glover cuts the predator's arm off with the fucking flying disc from earlier. But I, I have several questions about this. He cuts the predator's arm off, and all of a sudden, the self-destruct sequence just stops. Why does the self-destruct sequence stop when the predator's arm's cut off? Oh, this whole scene is ridiculous, because the arm cuts off, the predator falls, self-destruct stops at its very last moment. The predator grabs onto a pole as he's falling, like, stories down to the ground, yeah. and that pole rips out of a wall, and he crashes through the building next door. He falls oh, into God. a bathroom. And then somehow pulls out a medical kit and uses fire and plaster yeah, from the wall to heal himself yeah. up. The predator's performing emergency surgery on himself while Danny Glover like shimmies down a drain pipe. I don't this this whole sequence is very strange, especially because all of a sudden, while this is happening, I guess the predator is like repairing himself in the bathroom of some apartment that belongs. We have this like old lady. We start cutting back and forth. The old lady has like a broom. She's gonna like hit the predator with a broom. This is an hour and 29 minutes in this movie. It's a really weird place to try and insert comedy for the first time. It is weird. And and she does have like a fairly funny line as like our, our favorite here, the police officer, also oh, yeah. <laughs> chases down that same pole and climbs up. And through, he busts into her yeah. apartment also. It's all right. I'm a cop. I don't think he gives a shit. I don't think he gives a shit. Why are you putting comedy in your movie an hour and a half in? Sure, everything Bill Paxton says is hilarious, but other than that, there's been no like comedic beats in this movie, and all of a sudden, they're trying to stick comedy in when we're fucking 10 minutes away from the movie being over. Well, the next part is hilarious. What happens to Danny Glover? He starts climbing down an elevator shaft, but then the elevator is like lowering, so he... This is so fucking weird. He just lets go and just drops into this like foggy abyss that we can't see how deep it is. He ends up catching himself on like the borders of some hole that's been dug. He ends up dropping like underground. He, I mean, realistically, he probably should have died from that fall, right? Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, he drops a long way, catches himself with his amazing fucking physical specimen. Oh, muscles. yeah. His arms and so shoulders strong. would have been ripped off oh, of his fucking body. For a second, I thought, it was, I thought it was Carl Weathers from Predator 1 because he's so muscular. No, he's not muscular. He looks like a fucking... He looks like my dad. Danny Glover looks like <laughs> my dad. He's the body of my dad, only the head of a fucking... Bobblehead. All right, sure. I don't know. That's where you're going with one third of the body, right? You didn't seem... I, I couldn't think of anything with a head as big as Danny Glover's head to, to correctly identify it. <laughs> Nothing uh, disproportionate enough as Danny Glover. So he, he gets underground... He's underground now, and what he finds is the predator ship, or the mothership, if you will. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, good. He, he finds the mothership. Footnote, uh, this beer, Radio the Mothership, I don't like it. It was delicious. I loved it. I enjoyed the hops they chose. I enjoyed the finish as well. Even producer John, who's not a hop man, 
Uh, no, he just likes that we're episode. talking about beer. He wants us to talk more about the beer. Because it's an important part of our podcast, um, the alcohol percentage on it is probably contributing to me, like, spit-taking <laughs> as we film. But yeah, yeah contributing. I know. I am me too. Yeah. So anyway, he finds, he, he's on the ship. He's in the Predator ship. And what he finds there, he finds the trophy case with a whole bunch of skulls. And this was actually, this was really cool. There's like a dinosaur skull. And then the thing that back in 1990 got everybody whipped up into a frenzy. He this finds. Is, this is where you started. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he, he comes out and the alien skull is there. And I and this was, I will say this was pretty cool. Well, that's that's where I started in 1990. The problem with 2020. You had stopped me, until now. No, that, was, <laughs> that was 30 no, years. 2020 me. 2020 me is aware that there's a movie called Alien vs. Predator and that that movie is an even bigger piece of shit than this movie. Oh, wow. That's right. You know what? Wow. If you watched Alien v. Predator one day, I will rate it lower than this. Didn't I we almost see that guarantee in theater it. together? No, we saw The Predator uh, in, in theaters together, right, which okay, I actually... I, I think it's pretty good. Well, yeah, you are a Predator fanboy. I so am. I am. true. <laughs> anyway, at the time, this whipped everyone up into a frenzy. People were like, oh, my God, that's crazy. He killed an alien. Can we see an alien-predator crossover? And I'll tell you this. For comic book fans out there, their comic book version of Alien vs. Predator is actually really good. There's some really good stories. I have a couple of them, and I enjoy reading them. But the movie version was a huge fucking turd. It's worse than Predator 2 because you know what Alien vs. Predator... Wow! No, here's why. You know what Alien vs. Predator doesn't have? What? Sleazy Bill Paxton. Uh, yeah. So, so the best part that. about this movie is missing from Alien vs. Predator Absolutely. Too. We get to the final battle. It's Gary... It's not Gary Busey. Fuck. <laughs> it's Danny Glover and the Predator. They're fighting it out. It's the final battle. It remains laughable. There is no fucking way Danny Glover can hang with the Predator. And yet, in the end, Danny Glover fucking discs the predator in the midsection with his own disc is that irony that's right that asshole irony shit happens yeah he calls back to earlier what the predator said and so danny glover is the winner but then and this is also really cool out of the shadows come more predators they decloak they are there there's nine of them danny glover fresh off of killing a predator super confident i actually kind of like this okay Who's next? So this this does happen, and then you're like, okay, nice. Danny Glover is going to get murdered by the next Predator. <laughs> it's sort of what I was hoping for or thinking what was going to happen. And, of course, <laughs> they – they No, they take the body away. They, they remove the body of their fallen comrade, and they give Danny Glover a parting gift. It's like an old-time pistol from 1715. So I love this because all of a sudden – they're adding layers to like the predator mythos. Apparently, they've been coming here like for centuries, hence the dinosaur head, I guess. Danny Glover's got this pistol now. The ship leaves. Danny Glover has to run away from the uh, ship exhaust, the flaming rocket engine. Yeah, he jumps He jumps out of the end of the ship and survives as it explodes and takes off, which is awesome. Pretty, well, like, I, I mean, mean, the quality of special effects realistic. is... Come on. Yeah, I feel like those special and then, effects. And were worse after than he predator, survives, it he stands predator, up. Uh, commando. He's covered in ash, and he's meted by Bill Paxton's brother. Dave, Dave Paxton, Paxton shows up, right, <laughs> and uh, greets him. He's like, "We're so close. We're so close, man. We almost killed." That's not what the guy sounded. Yeah, like. it was kind of like that. No, it wasn't. You know, not that's even not what bit. he sounded like. But then he says, "Danny Glover." Yeah. yeah. What does he say? What does he say? No, I don't have it. You go. He tell says, "Don't worry, you'll get another chance." Because they keep coming back, and then all of a sudden, we're just it's credits fade out. Credits. We're out, man. We're out. That's it. I don't know. This this 
we're going to rate this now. Do you want to explain how the rating system works? Okay, sorry. Before we rate it, I have a couple uh, questions about Predator. And we'll be quick because I know okay, let's we're go. running a little long yep. here. How many Predators are there? So there were nine there and one that died. So there were a 10 whole planet's there. worth. There's a whole planet's okay, worth. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you know their home planet? Do we have the history behind their home planet? Do we know what Not it is? Not exactly. It is? We know that there is a planet that has actually multiple uh, like races of Predators, I guess. Some, will have, some are like large, some have different abilities. We kind of find this out through the subsequent movies. But there is like a, a home world they come from where like what's held in the highest regard is your ability to like hunt and kill and like be victorious in combat. Oh, okay, good. So this is all new learning for me and it kind of relates to my final question I have for you. Are all predators this way or are there like some nice predators or are these guys just like rich assholes who like to go like trophy hunting? Okay, so essentially they're all bound by the same kind of code of like, so the predator doesn't kill the kid because the kid is a fake gun. The Predator doesn't kill uh, Leona, the lady member of Danny Glover's team, because she's pregnant. Basically, there is a code. They live by this. But you kind of glean through some of the other movies and comics that, like, now there are different kind of, like, races or different classes of Predator where, like, some are held in higher regard than others. In in the movie Predators, which came out a while ago, like 2010 maybe, there were rumors that at one point Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Glover were supposed to make cameos. Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. would be leading an army of predators that like revered him as like the leader because he had killed the predator. So like, there in one of the movies, maybe it's Alien vs. Predator, or maybe it is Alien vs. Predator Requiem. But like one of the predators ends up working with the humans for some reason. So it they're not all like they're all they're all like horrible, horrible murderers, I guess. <laughs> but some of them at least like will recognize like the need to team up with an, uh, someone who has a common enemy. All right. So at least all the ones we see are horrible, horrible murderers. But there might be. Well, but like, look, they don't kill Danny Glover. They give him the fucking pistol as a sign of respect. They respect other people who are good murderers. at violence yeah. and killing. Okay. Yeah, all exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is a good way to transition into the end of our podcast. So today. explain the rating system. For the folks at home, in case they missed episode one. All right. So if this is your first time tuning in, we do rate the movies uh, afterwards. And we rate them uh, for two things. One is for how bad they are. And the other one is... For how enjoyable. So both are a scale of one to ten. And the ultimate goal is we are searching for a movie that will be... A 10 out of 10 for how bad it is in terms of production value, script, casting, etc. And a 10 out of 10 for how enjoyable it is, how much fun it is to watch. Ultimately, we are hoping to attain the score of what? A perfect 20. You know, a crit 20 if you're in the d Oh, universe. no. I think you mean a crit 20. Fuck, I don't know about that echo. Yeah. <laughs> Effect. Beautiful. Um, so... We got to think about this. We're going to rate it. Do you want me to go first today? No, I'll start. Okay. I'm going to go uh, for how bad this movie is. You're going to go low. No, you know what? Here's the thing. Much like last week, it's a major studio production. So the, the production value is pretty decent. I don't agree with the casting. Some parts of the script are laughable. Some things make no sense. But it's not like we're watching some like late night bullshit. I'm going to say it's a seven. Way to look at my notes and steal my thunder, you piece of shit. <laughs> what? It's a score, man. It's a seven. Uh, I agree. Seven? I agree. I was going to give it a seven as well. I'm now, how enjoyable, though? Well, uh, uh, looking at what you said, um, uh, I mean, Bill Paxton's character was awesome. Uh, I also think Danny Glover might be the best action star of the time. So as we go into and talk about that, I have to give no, this a... No, no, stop. He's just... He's <laughs> trying to get me riled up, everybody. He's not being serious. 
No one in the history I'm of time. Serious. Danny I'm Glover's 100%. mother wouldn't call Danny Glover the best action hero of she all time. She would. You know she would. No, she wouldn't. Yeah, she would. Not if she's fucking seen Predator. <laughs> okay. I am or gonna, Predator 2. I am going to give it a 7 as well for okay. enjoyability. How, so I'm giving it no, a not s- for enjoyability. Wait, are you going 7-7? Yeah. Seven, seven? I'm going 7-7. Seven, seven. Oh, I'm keeping this a wow, 7. Wow, man. Yeah. You have this really enjoyable. Uh, I had a good time even though I had trouble following along. Like <laughs> that's probably why you had a good time. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the beer deserves the seven. Maybe Radio the Mothership deserves. I, actually, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna give Radio the Mothership a nine and the oh. movie a seven. Uh, Again, well, you know what? Nothing against the fine folks at Collective Arts. I love a lot of their beers. They have made some great beers, but this is it's just not for me. I'm not an IPA guy. I'm going to rate this movie for enjoyability. For me, it's a five. This movie sucks. I said as we were watching it, I'm like this will hopefully be the last time I ever watch this movie. I mean, I like Bill Paxton. Gary Busey makes some interesting choices. <laughs> He's amazing. I can't get down you with this movie. This Gary movie's Busey. really bad, man. Gary. I'm not a fan. Yes. I don't need to watch this again. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Yeah. All right. That's it for me. I'm done with this. I'm done with this movie. Let's move on. Next week, we'll be back with something else. Not an action movie. If you have not already, please like, share, and subscribe. Give us a rating tweet us at the bmb podcast or email us at the bmb podcast at gmail.com we're taking movie suggestions for future episodes we'll do it if you know some fucking shit that'd be fun for us to watch we'll watch it we'll drink some beer and we'll yeah thank you again for listening and uh have a wonderful week thanks for tuning in he's in town with a few days to kill (laughs) 